When the hammer of suffering keeps falling, it can feel like you are stuck between a rock and a hard place. But what if the rock is actually a means of provision? What if that hard place is actually holy? Welcome to the Rock in a Holy Place podcast, where we explore what it means to see suffering as a place where God is not only present, but active, and how he was able to use suffering for our greatest good and for his ultimate glory. I'm Sheila Adkins. And I'm Grace Kelly. We've seen God in our own difficult seasons of life, and we want to share the hope that we've found with you. We're so glad you're joining us today. Sheila, I'd love to hear why you wanted to start this podcast. Well, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I've been thinking for a long time that it would be, I don't know, something fun to do to start a podcast, but I knew I didn't want to do it by myself because I don't want to just sit and create a monologue (laughs) about, (laughs) I don't even know what I would talk about, like to myself. Um, So then I thought, well, what would a podcast even be about? And one of the things I feel like I know quite a bit about is suffering. And then I thought, if I had to choose a co-host who also knows about suffering, (laughs) who would I choose? And it was you, Grace. Yay! (laughs) I'm sure you feel very honored to be a fellow sufferer. (laughs) I I do, actually. (laughs) But I want to know, why did you say yes to doing this podcast with me? Because I know that you have lots of other things going on. Well, I mean, so many reasons. Because when Sheila asked you to do something. (laughs) No, I mean, (laughs) yes, exactly. No, I mean, just when you said it, I was like, wow, that would be so amazing. And I had thought, oh, it'd be cool if I did a podcast at some point, but I felt totally overwhelmed by it. Mm -hmm. And you kind of swooped in and you were like, so I've done all this research and I'll do all the editing and blah, blah, blah. So Sheila does all the editing, guys. So yes which I don't know that I'm very qualified. We're both just trying to figure this out and asking our husbands the least amount of questions possible. Exactly. Yes. Um, Yeah. I really was just bribing you to get you to do it. Well, it worked. Like, Hey, I'll do all the editing. You just have to show up and talk about stuff and we can, you know, plug your blog. Yay. (laughs) Well, I love, I mean, I love getting to share stories. I think stories are so, um, transformative. And I love all the years that you and I have spent. We've known each other for, gosh, how many years now? Mm-hmm. Nine, Close to a decade. Yeah. Ten. yeah. So, I mean, we've shared a lot of stories of various hardships over the last 10 years and um, to get to share those with other people and also get to hopefully do some interviews and things like that with people at Should some point fun. and do some other stories. Um, I feel like we also have a really good we bounce each other out. Hopefully, yes. listeners, you'll hear. We have different Grace ways of crying, approaching things. I will start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I handle uncomfortable emotions is I just laugh. <laughs> and when Sheila starts crying, you'll, you'll just start crying. I'll start crying too. So that'll be good. Sheila's probably going to edit that out. She yes. doesn't want to cry on the air. That's my goal. That's why we're doing it in front of a microphone and right. not an audience. Exactly. But no, I mean, it's super exciting. Um, and I'm always looking for new ways to, you know, get to share stories and use your reach gifts. people and yeah, use gifts. Um, so it's exciting to get to do this with you. Yeah, I'm excited too. Very fun. Okay, so but why do we why do we want to talk about suffering? Since you said well, you know a lot about super it, but fun. why else? And I feel like every time I meet somebody, they're like, let me tell you how I've suffered. No, <laughs> not really. I think for me, the last three, four years have really changed my perspective on suffering. 
I used to really dread suffering and just um, anticipate something bad happening and just kind of stress about that, but then also live in this, like, with this optimism bias, like, oh, well, this could happen, but it probably won't. And then in 2017, my 18-month-old daughter was diagnosed with leukemia, and then we found out a couple days later that it was a very rare form of childhood leukemia. And so that kind of just upended everything for me. And I remember thinking, like, this is the worst thing that could happen. And yet every day we woke up, we took care of our daughter. God was still the same. The sun still rose and set and um, life continued. And we were surprised that instead of just surviving, we actually thrived as a family. Um, We built stronger friendships with the friends who stuck around. And yeah, we just saw more of God's character and we learned to yearn for Jesus more than before. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I want to talk about suffering because I think that for a lot of people, they probably have that feeling of it just being really scary and not wanting to think about it or talk about it. And then when it happens, it's so shocking when really the Bible promises us suffering. And I think the more that we can get to know God and his character, the less surprising suffering is and the more peace we can find throughout our suffering. Right. And knowing too, that this isn't all there is. Yeah, you know, absolutely. This isn't this isn't it. It's not just like, oh, well, you're just going to suffer your whole life, and that's that's yeah, the end. Yeah, because wouldn't that suck? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, we have a heavenly hope and a yeah. eternal joy that is going to come out of it. Yeah, really and we don't too. have to just wait for that. You know, I think a lot of times we can like I can just like steal myself and just survive and right. think, okay, well, eventually this world will be you know will pass away, and we have hope. And I, if I just you know hold on until that happens instead of really learning to lean into God and what he has to show me here and now and learning that like, this is actually, it can be beautiful Mm -hmm. and sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Why do you want to talk about something? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Oh no, you're, you're good. I was just going to say that reminds me of that, um, a verse that's really been ministering to me this last year is just from the Psalms. I'm blinking on which Psalm it is, but the, that line that says, I will see the goodness of the Lord mm-hmm. in the land of the living. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not just, you know, obviously heaven is going to be incredible and the new earth is going to be incredible, mm-hmm. but that there is goodness for us even here and now. And there yeah. is abundant life for us even here and yeah. now. And that does not include, exclude right. those of us that are suffering currently Grace or have balance. suffered in the past. Yeah. yeah. So that's sweet. Um, yeah. So why do I want to talk about suffering? <laughs> okay. So let me just give a brief funny story of my first blog. Okay, not my first one. My very first one actually was a little bit talking about suffering, but then I wanted to run away from it. So my yeah. very my very first blog that I was first trying to do was called Get This Domestic and Darling. That sounds lovely. And I was like, I'm gonna put sewing things on here, which I didn't even like really sew. <laughs> but I fixed a zipper once, so I felt <laughs> proud of myself. Okay. And I put like how to cook for your vegan friend recipes on there. I feel like I remember stumbling upon yes, this at some point. Yes. And yeah. And I have wrestled with God a lot. So I, I've loved writing ever since I was a little girl. I think wanting to be an author was actually the first job I ever wanted when I was like four. 
hasn't come true yet, but you know, we're working <laughs> hey, on it. We're working on it. <laughs> you are a writer. Someday. I am a writer. Yes. And I have, yeah, I have some things published, but, um, I really did not want to talk about suffering. Actually. <laughs> I was like, so fighting God, um, on that, on, on, and on the message that he has given me to share. Um, because it's real scary yeah. <laughs> and hard. So, um, one of my things is, um, that I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. And, uh, you know, so my suffering journey started very young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, when I was really young, I thought, oh, well, everyone has suffering. So, you know, I got mine out of the way. Now mm-hmm. I'm set. <laughs> the rest of my life is going to be great. Right. You know, um, that's not what happened. So <laughs> there have still been a lot of really hard things. And actually, because of various giftings, I guess, that God's given me and a sensitivity that he's given me, I am a very, I'm a very empathetic person. And, um, kind of mercy gifted, I guess, if you, if you will. And God continually brings suffering people Mm -hmm. to me. Um, it just happens. Like I will literally be in a store and talking to a stranger and they'll tell me something deeply personal and painful and be like, I don't know why I just told you that, but it just, you know, like things like that happen. Um, and then friends, yeah, I'm, I've been privileged to walk through suffering (laughs) (laughs) with a lot of friends. Well, really I do consider it a privilege because when you walk through suffering with others and when you walk through it yourself, you do see more of the character of God. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw the character of God in you and in, in your journey um, with Piper and her cancer journey. And um, I've seen God in so many millions, hundreds of thousands of ways in my own story and mm-hmm. in the story of others that I've um, had the privilege of knowing. And so now I am embracing <laughs> talking about suffering because um, God is there and yeah. I think that it's really easy for us, I think, especially in Western Christianity to have this um, concept that God just wants us to have like a good and easy life. And that's not really biblical or true <laughs> at all. And, um, but his will it, for us is actually better than that. It's yeah. actually better. It's not like, oh, well, that's a bummer. It, no, it's actually better than that because his will for us is that we would become like him. Mm-hmm. and. Um, there's a lot of woundedness that comes through that through just experiencing the brokenness of this world, brokenness of our, of our own sin that we need healing from. But through that woundedness, I think that Jesus can make those wounds places of healing for others. Mm -hmm. And that is why I'm excited to do this podcast about suffering. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what are we hoping to accomplish through talking about suffering? I think that, We've kind of touched on it a bit, but I know that we want to dispel false beliefs that even Christians, a lot of Christians have about suffering. We just want to really turn to scripture a lot more about like, this is what the Bible actually says about suffering. I mean, a real easy thing is to just look at the life and death of Christ and understanding that like he suffered a lot and he did nothing to deserve any of his suffering. So understanding that and um, just being able to, to talk about what the Bible says about suffering. Mm -hmm. And then also to share hope that, you know, we talked about this a little bit too, but just the hope that there is here and now and the hope that there is in eternity. um, And that hope comes from Jesus and not from an end to our our present suffering. I think mm-hmm. it's hard to to separate the two because I think that we often hope 
in the end of suffering. You know, like our hope is that this suffering will be over, that this season of life will end quickly or that we'll come out without scars or anything like, you know, like we'll, we'll come out untainted or untouched as much as possible. Um, yeah. So we just really want to share our true hope yeah. in Christ and how that's so much better than any um, false hope we could have. Right. Yeah. Cause I think, I mean, the reality is that suffering does change you and it can change you. I think in one of two ways, mm-hmm. like you can become hardened and jaded and bitter um, and walk away from God and not trust him or just be really angry at him and have kind of a, which seems like the easier thing, right? It seems like the easier thing when it's really right. the more damaging and it is exhausting. Oh my gosh. To yeah. continue in bitterness. Right. Like, whew. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, p- plenty of people will tell me like, you're such a, like a, a, you know, an innocent soul or whatever, like over the years of my life. And I'm like, you if not you know how knew. freaking hard. Yeah. I have had to fight to not be jaded. I mean, and I have been jaded and, yeah. and very jaded at, in seasons of my life, even recent seasons. So, yeah. Um, so I feel like we have that choice. We can choose to be jaded or we can choose to trust God, which is like, you know, super easy to say and really, mm-hmm. <laughs> really hard to do. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when we, when we do that, there's this peace that comes and there is, I think, an opening of our eyes to see. Um, ways that God is moving and, and is at work and mm-hmm. is providing even in these little ways. Like, um, so the name of our podcast, maybe we could talk about that a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. Let's go. Um, is comes from that image of the water that came from the rock in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, give a, give more to that story. Uh, oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Moses <laughs> is leading the people through the desert, leading the people of God after they got out of Egypt, after God rescued them from Egypt. Where they um, were slaves. Where they were slaves. Like actual slaves. Actual <laughs> slaves. Yes, it was bad. And, um, you know, the plagues and all that story. I'm mm-hmm. sure most people are familiar with the story. And the people had literally seen God part the Red Sea, among other things. Yeah. But they were then wandering through the desert and they were thirsty and they were tired and they were hungry and they started complaining. And they were like, did God just bring us out here to die? They wanted to go back to Egypt. They wanted to go back to Egypt. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And in that season, you know, God instructed Moses um, how to get the people water. And um, he told him him to speak to the, to speak to this rock and water came from the rock And, um, so we kind of wanted to play on those words of like, you can be, feel like you're between a rock and a hard place when you're suffering, but sometimes that rock is a means of provision and it's miraculous and it doesn't actually make sense, but it's still there and it's still true. Um, and sometimes that wilderness place can be a holy place. Like we, there are so many stories of wilderness places being places of transformation in the scripture. Um, and I obviously have found that to be true for myself in my own seasons of suffering, which I would describe as wilderness seasons. Well, and even if we keep talking about the Israelites mm-hmm. um, and their wilderness and their hard place, God did make them. I mean, he did a total transformation of Israel. Yeah, he he culled a lot of them out and lots of them weren't able to enter the promised land. But the group that did enter, what's the first thing they did when they crossed the Jordan? They built an altar to him Mm -hmm. to remember what he's done for them. So it's like this, this change, Mm -hmm. you know, the people he brought through the Red Sea were not the same people he brought across the Jordan. Right. And that he gave them a culture, right? He broke down Mm -hmm. the culture of Egypt, which was all they knew for hundreds of years. 
and he gave them their own culture and their laws and said, you're going to be my people and I'm going to be your God. So their wilderness really became a holy place Mm -hmm. for them, a place where they were changed and Mm -hmm. refined. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. So there's the name of our podcast. In case that didn't, I don't know. It makes sense. It to makes me, sense to but us. But I feel we like explain. the story is it's good it's to cool. have yeah. that background. Yeah. So yeah, we want to share hope. We want this to be. I mean, there's going to be a lot of hard conversations on here. We are going to do our best just for our listeners um, to always let you know if there's going to be any kind of triggering things in episodes. So we will let you know at the top of each episode um, what they're going to be about briefly. But we want these stories to overall be stories that point to hope. It's not going to be like tying a bow on the suffering right. because that's, I mean, frankly offensive. Right. <laughs> Nobody wants that Nobody, or needs that. And that. you know what? <laughs> you know what? God does not need us to tie a bow on what he's doing. He really yeah. doesn't. What he's doing is bigger than any bow could ever hold. So, and a lot of our stories are maybe still in process. They're things mm-hmm. that are still painful, still mm-hmm. hard, you know, years and years later. And that's okay. We want you to know that you're welcome here and your story's welcome here. Wherever you're at right now, if you're feeling hopeful, if you're feeling jaded, if you're not sure how to trust God anymore. Yeah, this podcast is for you. Um, It's for anybody who finds themselves not knowing how to handle the suffering of others. It's for just anybody who may struggle with the tension of suffering and faith. And we hope that this podcast strengthens your faith in God and in His sovereignty and in His love, ultimately. We know that hearing other people's stories has been a means of strengthening our own faith. And we know from having shared our own stories with other people that it has helped to strengthen their faith as well. So we hope that that's another thing that we accomplish in this podcast. Yeah. And we want to... We want, it's a little selfish too, because we want to strengthen our yeah. own faith. Yeah. We want to, um, maybe that's not selfish to strengthen your own faith, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we want, we want to hear, we want to hear stories from our listeners. Um, we are excited to hear stories from people we're going to get the chance to interview this season because yeah, these, every story of God's faithfulness mm-hmm. is a story that strengthens our faith. And every time that I retell my story or re-remember Um, what God has done for me, it strengthens me and Mm -hmm. helps me to keep going in another season that's hard. Because the reality is that life is continually hard. And there are, yeah, you're always either someone who is suffering, or someone who's walking alongside somebody who's suffering. And you have to headed towards, right, (laughs) you have to like reckon with that, right. And we want to reckon with that in a way that is hopeful and faithful and not full of fear. Oh, yeah, Um, Because that's of the enemy. I think we also I also want to say, you may, after hearing our stories in future episodes and the stories of other people, you may start to compare your own suffering to ours and to others and think that your suffering doesn't matter because it doesn't sound as bad as what others have gone through. And we just want to say that there's no scale for grading suffering. Mm -hmm. Like suffering is suffering. And I can, even, even though I've suffered what some would say is horrific and you've suffered something horrific, I can still hear the story of others and think, wow, like that sounds way worse than anything I've experienced. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like we have to understand that God cares and can use any suffering, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether it's what somebody would think is, well, that's just small. I need to kind of like buck up and right. Put on my big girl pants and right. get over it. Right. Um, no, your suffering matters, mm-hmm. and God uses small suffering as well as 
Yeah. As well as what quote unquote big suffering. Big suffering. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Pain is pain. I'm so glad you said that yeah. Sheila, because pain is pain. And I mean, it can all be transformative or it can all push us away. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, it, we have the choice every day, right? You have the mm-hmm. choice, you know, sitting in traffic every day. Like, like are suffering. you going to embrace that moment <laughs> as a place where God is present yeah. or are you not? You know what I mean? When your dog does something disgusting. Oh, gosh, okay. <laughs> she ate poop this morning. The toddler's poop. It, it's been a day. Uh, it's been a day. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just, when your toddler is throwing yet another fit, whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? They're, and I think that Satan wants us to diminish our suffering, to either Absolutely. diminish it or say, oh, it's too big to deal with, right? Yeah. Like those are the those are two other negative directions we could go. Because if we diminish the suffering that we would say it's too small, we're missing out on the opportunity to see what God might do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also potentially really not allowing healing into our yeah. lives that is and needed. And you're not giving the opportunity to others to strengthen their faith mm-hmm. and for God to use your stories of suffering for their right building up of right. their faith. So yeah. Cause things shake us and sometimes we don't even know why it shakes us so much. Yeah. And that's okay. You know what I mean? You don't have to analyze. So like for example, for myself, like it's taken me a few years to finally admit that whenever I'm walking through suffering with someone else, I need the comfort of God. Like, yeah. I need that. Mm-hmm. And to like uh, realize that he's big enough for my prayer requests for my friend who's suffering yeah. as well as for myself, you know, as well as to say like, I'm really sad yeah. right now that so-and-so is suffering or going through this hardship. And, you know, so it's things like that, that it can feel stupid, but I mean, it's not, that's just saying, saying yeah. that it's stupid because then I'm just running away from God instead of actually exactly. going to him with it. He can use the suffering of others for your own, like for the benefit of you or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It can be about you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Way. I think, yeah, it's not like a uh, misappropriation to say like everything you see and experience does involve you yeah. in some way. I will and say I think because though, God is so personal, he... Maybe don't tell the person who's experiencing the yeah, suffering first maybe don't. like how hard it is for you. <laughs> like maybe wait until another yeah, time. Probably but not. like in the moment, just be like, this is really hard for me too. Like that's right. not always Go helpful. to God with that. Yes. I'll say go to God with that. Maybe go to someone else who you love that yeah. can, can listen and care for you. Um, yes, I would agree with that, yeah. Sheila. Yeah, that might not be a very helpful thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't make somebody suffering. Don't put them in a place of them having to come for you. No, no, that's that's definitely not good. But like, okay, for example, um, when I was pregnant with my first child, Mm -hmm. a friend of mine from high school, we weren't super close, but a friend of mine from high school actually died suddenly Mm. shortly after giving birth to her second child. And I mean, again, like I, we weren't super close. We had had a class together, you know, but whatever. But I knew her and she was 22, you know, she was the same age as me had just had a baby and she died of some unexpected, mm-hmm. you know, complication from, from postpartum. And, um, I had to wrestle with God about that just because I was so angry at him for taking this mother away from her kids. Yeah. And through that wrestling, he taught me that my kids need him even more than they need me. Yeah. And that was like, that was a blessing that I was able to carry away from that season, even though it really wasn't, it wasn't about me, yeah. you know, at all. Like, and it was a devastating thing that happened. But, um, you know, for instance, things like that, like there's there, all the things that you come into contact with, you have to either decide to shove under a rug or you have to deal with them. So me, I, my emotions don't let me shove things under rugs. So <laughs> I get to just deal with it. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> well, 
Well, yeah, those are our plans and hopes for this podcast. And the next couple episodes, we'll be going in deeper on our own stories so you can get to know us better. And we hope not to scare you away. (laughs) Yes, that is our hope. No, we really hope that it's a blessing to you um, as much as it is a blessing to us to be doing this. Yes. Thanks. Thanks for being here. That's our episode for today. We hope you enjoyed this preview episode. If you found this episode encouraging and you're looking forward to future episodes, please share, review, and subscribe to the Rock in a Holy Place podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on social media. We are at the Rock in a Holy Place on Instagram and at a Holy Place pod on Twitter. And be sure to check out Grace's blog at gracekelly.blog. That's G-R-A-C-E-K-E-L-L-E-Y dot blog.